0: we left off at um, <coughs> after the words of Midayotel in lesson 5 um, in the middle of section 15 um, after we just discussed the relationship between the Rebbe and the Talmudim and how this relationship together, that they are able to accomplish all the rectifications we talked about above in the lesson. So we left off at the words Veikach. Veikach is mana beRosh Hashanah, the essential time of this gathering, whether it's the collection of Emunah or the gathering of these students and the teacher, is on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh, because Rosh Hashanah is the aspect of the head, as we saw. and the head is the mind which means that Rosh Hashanah is the time to rectify the intellect. And each one is able to illuminate and to reinforce one another. Meaning, Because we see also that when the Rav is together with the the students, when they gather together, and they are all together, all the five senses that we saw within the mind are all also uh, at play within this... um, Attachment between the students and the teacher. We also see how the five senses um, are manifested as well the sense of sight? The aspect of sight is that which is whenever a student sees the teacher the that your eyes shall see the teacher your eyes shall see your teacher which is a very big thing Rabban was telling us, just to see the tzaddik, as we saw in many different lessons. What is listening? The sense of hearing, listening. He opened their eyes to discipline. He opened up their eyes to discipline, to, discipline, to um, rebuke, to reproof, etc. Um, which is what the tzaddik is doing, the rab is doing to the students. Meaning, when the students, um, when each and every student is listening to the, to the discipline of the teacher, reach sense of smell, the sense of smell is the, the aspect of all the trachot, all the toiling, the the efforts that each and every person undergoes in order to travel and to get to the, the rav. And what does this have to do with the scent? Rabbanut is going to explain. Bechinat that is brought down in Shira Shirim, The re'ach apech says the fragrance of your nose. Bechinat af chochmati amdali. So we say re'ach apech, the fragrance of the nose. So what is apech, the nose? Let's see. Af amdali. Af is the aspect of the nose. We see in Kohelet chapter two. Af um, chochmati also my wisdom amdali remained with me. Instead of translating it though as also, here in this case, we're going to translate it as the nose. It's brought down in the Midrash Rabbah, it's brought down in the Midrash, um, as it says meaning the wisdom that became mine through the af remained, through the nose, the wisdom that became mine through my nose remained here. Meaning what? Meaning, the wisdom that remained with you is only because of the af, the nose, which represents what? The fragrance, but specifically, all the toiling and the efforts that you undergo in order um, in order to get to the, the rav. So Rabban was teaching us that it's only through toiling and effort um, that allows us to accept from the rav. And this is what we're talking about: is the sense of smell, because the smell is the nose, um, <clears throat> as we saw in Shira Shirim, um, and the connection between Kohelet and what is brought down in the Midrash over there. the taste, the taste is that which each and every person tastes and feels. This, um, the sweetness, the pleasing words of the teacher. That is when the students are able to taste the the beautiful words of the tzaddik. The mishus, the sense of touch, is the aspect of the hands, as we saw above. What do the hands have to do with the connection between the rab and the students? These are the expenditures of each and every person. Meaning that which each and every person spends his earnings... To reach the the teacher, and this is the aspect of Mishush. Touch, the hands. Because what, did, what, did, what, are we, what are we saying? That touch is only possible with the hands. That the, the essence of touch occurs through the hands. And what is the hand? It's the labor of your hands. Meaning all the money that you spend after all the labor that you put in with your hands to get that money. We see here that with regard to the connection between the Rebbe and the Tanmidi, they are able to rectify all the five sentences, just like we see on Rosh Hashanah. And they are able to illuminate and to reinforce one another. Meaning what? What is reinforcing what? That sometimes the five senses of Rosh Hashanah are weakened, and they are reinforced with the five senses that occur between the connection of the rabbi and the talmidim. Sometimes the rabbi and the talmidim's connection is weak, which weakens the five senses that they create. So the five senses that have to do with Rosh Hashanah reinforce those five senses. So we see that they are helping one another. And we also see that the aspect of Tefillin, which is the holy seal we saw in Niteken and Adam is rectified through the the and the Talmudim. Bifrinet is brought down in Yeshayah chapter 8, torah seal the Torah in the hearts of my disciples. Meaning what? That the Khatom, the seal, which is the Tefillin, um, occurs through the hearts of the disciples, meaning when the disciples receive the Torah from the, from the Rav. This is why the Chachamim say in the in uh, the Ketuvot. What does it say over there? That when the Rabbi stood up after the discourse of Rav Yehuna, of, of Rav Huna, sorry, after the teachings and the discourses of Rav Huna, they shook out their cloaks, and uh, the clouds rose so high. That they obscured the day. Anani, the uh, salik Anani, the clouds, ascend, and they literally covered the entire day as if it was night. The Hanu meaning they covered over the sun. So what did this mean? Rabbeinu is going to explain. meaning when the students got up from the yeshiva of um, their teacher, Rabbeinu. They shook out their coats. What are their coats? Hanu their clothing, their garments, which is an aspect of pride. Let's see how garments represent pride. As brought down in Tehilim chapter 93, God is king. He is clothed in grandeur. He is clothed in gadlut, in pride, in greatness. So we see that clothing is an aspect of gadlut. Meaning that they shook out and removed their pride. What does it mean that they got up and they shook their coat? Meaning they removed their pride. They shook out their pride. <laughs> because through the sitting and the yeshiva, the, that that uh, connection between the Agav and the talmidim, they are able to rectify the Holy Seal, which is the opposite of that evil pride that we talked about above, the sort of pride which those false leaders take for themselves, which is the opposite of the Holy Seal. That seal is the seal of impurity we're talking about. But here... They shook out their coats, representing that they got rid of their pride. And this is why it says over there in They shook out their cloaks. is galmi. What is it, galmi? Coat. Rashi wrote, Hashem geul lavesh. Rabbeinu does this amazing. Um, take the the word galmi, which is coat or cloak or my cloak. Um... And it spells out the phrase meaning Yud, Yud, Mem, Gimel, and Lamed, makes That pride that we mentioned above, which is the garment. That they subdued and they removed that pride from within them. And this is why it says, and the clouds ascended. This represents rectifying the covenant. Meaning that we are able to elevate and to bring up Um the aspect of stopped up flesh, which means God forbid, a blemished covenant. And we bring it up to the aspect of mochin tfilin. That we're able to rectify this concept and create um a rectification of the covenant through the Tfilin. And this is what it says that the clouds ascended beanan. As brought in Bereshit, chapter nine, beanan. When the rainbow is in the cloud, this represents Tikkun Abrit. The Keshet is the bow, which is the Brit. Um, Anan. Nedive Amim If you take the word Anan, Rabban was teaching us another Chidush, Anan, a cloud, spells out the phrase Nedive Amim The nobles of the nation gathered. What are the nobles of the nation gathered in? Eh? Meaning the converts, those neshamot that came back to the, to the Jewish people, bechinat gerim. That is Anan. That is the cloud. Meaning, whenever you rectify the covenant, which is be'anan, then what happens? Then you bring down these converts. Can be said through the mochin tefilin. You bring out the converts. Because also through the rectification of the converts, you create this rectification for the, for the covenant. Therefore, when you elevate the aspect of this sealed up flesh, which is the impure seal, and you bring it up to the holy seal, which is the intellect, then you create that feeling which cover over the mind. And this is why it says in the, in the phrase in the Gemara that the clouds ascended, cover over the day. What does that mean? Hanushimshah, meaning the son. meaning the sun, This is the tefillin, which goes up and covers over the mind. Because the mind is the aspect of the sun. Because what did he say the mind is? Moshe is that, right? He said the mind is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe is the dad of the generation. And what does Moshe have to do with, if Moshe is dad, but what does Moshe have to do with his son? The face was Moshe. of Moshe was like the face of the sun. Because Moshe is the aspect of intellect, and if Moshe is intellect, and Moshe also represents the sun, then the sun is um, is intellect as well. So the tefillin covers over the sun, which is what the mind, as we just said, tefillin al mocha, that the tefillin covers over the the mentalities, just like the cloud came up and ascended over the uh, over the sun. We also see that um, intellect is the aspect of the sun. Look in lesson one of Likut Mohan over there. Therefore, when we rectify, or when that mentality, the, the mentality, the mind, is rectified in the aspect of Moshe Rabenu, in the aspect of filin as we saw above, Therefore, when the Moshe passes away, God forbid, meaning when the intellect leaves and it ascends up and it goes away, then the residue that is left which is the aspect of sleep, as we saw, is also good, Rabban is telling us. Bifrinat is also very good. And the aspect of what? Sweet is the sleep of the working man. As Sleep uh, Sweet is the sleep of the, of the working man. Rashi Moshe. Take the first letters of that phrase, you have mem, shin, and then hey, metukaz, mem, shinat, shin, ha hey, you have Moshe. Because sometimes the intellect of the Rav, who is Moshe Rabenu, the, the Rav of the generation, Moshe Rabenu, he's our teacher, sometimes his intellect leaves. And the same is true by the students. Because the, the intellect is not permanently fixed. You, you cannot You cannot have it constantly all the time and at the time when the, that intellect leaves, then this is the aspect of the passing of Moshe, because Moshe is Dat, meaning, and once Dat that leaves, that's the aspect of sleep, because what is sleep? Sleep is whenever the imagination takes place, it's not Dat, it's not intellect, It's not con- you're not conscious, so that lack of consciousness is the aspect of sleep, so sometimes we could be asleep at 1pm, 2pm during the day, or whatever it is during the day, because your da'at is taken away from you. Or when a person's in test. When a person has mochin dekatnud. When he has constricted intellect. This is an aspect of sleep. Rabenu was telling us that we have to reinforce our munah Specifically during that time. And uh, Rabenu has awesome advice for, with regard to this in many different lessons. But here Rabbeinu is teaching us the secret. So um, <clears throat> so we see that when Moshe, which is da'at, leaves... And it's the aspect of speech, uh, sleep, But through rectifying the intellect, if you rectify beforehand the intellect, through that sitting between the, st- meaning that uh, that uh, place where the the mak- the makom, the place where the talmidim and the rav get together. If you had to rectify the intellect beforehand when you got together with the rav, what happens? So he's, Rabbeinu is telling us that Don't worry At the time whenever that death is taken away from you In the aspect when Moshe Rabbanu leaves Which is the aspect of sleep When you're in an aspect of sleep Then that sleep is also sweet and it's good As long as you rectify the mind beforehand As we saw in the verse That sweet is the sleep of the working man Meaning what Even if you're The, the, sweet, the, the sleep is sweet Why? Because it has Moshe in it, meaning even beforehand, even though you don't have your consciousness beforehand, you had rectified your consciousness in the aspect of Moshe Rabenu, that your consciousness was brought to the level of Tefillin. Because through rectifying the intellect in the aspect of Moshe, meaning that you bring that into yourself and you rectify the mind and you draw down and you manifest the feeling through this you rectify your sleep. And now you allow your dreams to be mediated by an angel. So Rabenu is telling us that this is how you rectify the mind. You rectify, This is how you have holy sleep. You rectify the mind beforehand. So that even when your dad is taken away from you and you're in the aspect of the imagination, that the imagination will, will lead to purity and will be mediated by purity, a holy angel, because the residue in your mind is, is still holy. And this is what it says, Metuka It's brought down in the verse. That uh, sweet is the, uh, is the sleep of the working man, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu That your sweetest sleep if your mind is in the aspect of tfil. It says in the word in the verse over there, sweet metikin. What is metuka sweet? It represents metikin, the sweet waters. which represents the rectification of the covenant, metikin, which is the sweet waters. We see that the rectification of the covenant is the sweet waters. Um, look at um, <clears throat> Lesson 50 of the Moran, Kama, the first book of the Moran, I believe. Um, it speaks about this over there, if I'm not mistaken. and the sweet waters are opposite of this blemish of the Brit. They are the opposite of this. Because the the blemishing of the covenant is bitter water. Which is the blemish of that impurity that we talked about above. But through rectifying the intellect, as we saw, through this, the sleep is sweet. In the aspect of sweet waters, which is rectifying, the, which is the rectification of the covenant. And this is why, why it says in the verse, It finishes off in the verse over there, Sweet is the sleep of the working man. Whether he sleeps a little bit, Whether he eats or eats a little bit or eats a lot. Sweet is the sleep of the working man, whether he eats a little or much. So let's see what this has to do. Meaning when your mind is in the aspect of Tfilin, then the food that you intake, the food that you eat beforehand, will not damage you. Because it's through the food that you eat that can cause this impurity to come, this nocturnal omission, God forbid, that demon to come and rule over your dreams. God forbid. But once you rectify the mind in the aspect of tikkun abrit, and lots of allusions to this are in the aspect of lesson, are in lesson 29 of the at moran as well, lesson 50 as we saw, so when you rectify the mind and it becomes in the aspect of tefilli and tikkun then even the food that you take, whether a little or a lot, will not harm you and cause damage to your dreams. <laughs> because the sleep has already been rectified through the, the, the mentalities which have been uh, rectified. <laughs> because through the rectification of the mind, what occurs is that during sleep also, which is whenever your you, consciousness, your mind, your mentalities are taken away, then that sleep is very good and it's very sweet for you. Ki and Rabbeinu is going to give us uh, a very, very, very crucial crucial section. We're going to finish off with a very big paragraph, very, very big idea. Um, but start paying attention because what Rabbeinu is going to speak about right now are sodot, 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 tremendous secrets, that um, if you were to go to the Papah also you'll see how much, how deep this really is. But um, I'm sure you guys can understand even just a little bit just from the words. So pay attention very closely because what Rabban is about to share are some of the deepest secrets. Ki behemet, because the truth is, daika le A person needs to specifically remove his mentalities, his mind. Rabbeinu is telling us that you cannot always be in consciousness and that at That it's actually a good thing sometimes when your mind is taken away from you, when your mentalities are taken away from you. In fact, look look how far Rabbeinu is going to go. You need to specifically remove your mind. Because a person needs to throw away all his wisdoms and to serve Hashem with simplicity. Because it's brought down in chapter 3, that a person's action needs to be greater than his wisdom. That it's... That that the main thing is action, not wisdom. El Amah it's brought over there, in that study is not the main thing, but action is. And therefore, a person needs to throw away, to remove all his wisdoms, and to serve Hashem with simplicity, without any wisdoms whatsoever. This is obviously so for. This is obviously true for the foolish wisdoms. Meaning that you have got to throw away all the foolish wisdoms regardless. But look what is saying. Bin adam, of the average person. That, that the wisdom of the average person has to be thrown away, of course. Because it's, it's, it's foolish. But Rabbeinu is saying even genuine wisdoms. Even one who has a great mind. In truth. Meaning even a person who has great secrets in Torah. Even a person who attains awesome levels in truth in the emet, when he reaches some sort of service, he needs to throw away all his wisdoms and to engage within that act to serve Hashem with complete simplicity. And you need to behave and act in a way to do things that even seem insane. Meshuggah like crazy. Uh, to serve Hashem. Rabbanu is telling us that we need to. Sometimes act a little crazy to serve Hashem. Bifrinat That is brought down in chapter 5. tishgetamid. You'll be insane. With love of her always. That your love of her. That your love for her. Will be insane. Meaning what? That for the love of Hashem. To love God, you need to do things that seem a little crazy. That seem absolutely insane. In order to fulfill God's commandments and His will. Because Rabban was telling us a person needs to roll around in all types of mud and all types of mire. Filth in order to serve Hashem and to fulfill His commandments. And not only specifically a commandment written in the Torah. Rather, Rabban is telling us, he's redefining what a mitzvah means. Rabban is telling us that a mitzvah means anything that has the will of God within it. So if God wants you to jump in uh, in in a pile of mud, then that too is a mitzvah because there are 613 commandments, and each of the, and the 613 commandments branch off into many sort of branches. And each and one of, every one of those branches has the will of God in it. that doing that act brings lots of pleasantness to our Father in heaven. And this is a commandment. And a person needs to roll around in all sorts of mud and mire, in in, um, mud, mire, dirt, whatever it is, in order to fulfill and to do the, the will of God, to provide pleasantness to God, to provide joy to God. And therefore, when a person's love is so strong for Hashem, that he removes, to the point where he removes all of his wisdoms and he throws himself into mud and mire in order to serve Hashem. Because Rabban is telling us, in order to do that, you will never get to that level if you contain your wisdoms. Even a person who has great chokhman Torah, he will never ever throw away his, he will never be able to serve Hashem from the darkest of places. In the, in the, meaning not from the darkest of places, but to serve Hashem even in the place where... He wouldn't even think there's the Gatan of Hashem there. Meaning to jump in mud and to roll around in mud to do cartwheels for Hashem, whatever it is. That a person with wisdom won't be able to do that. You have to throw away your wisdom, Rabban was telling you, in order to do such a thing. In order to bring some sort of pleasantness and joy to God. And by doing this, this is very good to the mind, Rabban was telling you. Because by doing that, you're able to attain that which is even above the mentalities. That which is even above consciousness, above the mind, above knowledge, above chokhmah, whatever you want to call it. You're able to attain that which Moshe Rabenu in his lifetime could not attain. Look what Rabenu is telling you. A secret that he's telling you how to even go higher than Moshe Rabenu. There's no one in history who can tell you this. Rabenu is coming to tell us that we can attain even greater levels than Moshe Rabenu. How? By throwing away our wisdom to serve Hashem in complete simplicity. Because not only is this good for the mind, as we saw above with the sleep, that when your mind is rectified and then you go into the aspect of sleep when you remove your wisdom, that the sleep is also good. But here Rabbanu is saying you can even attain higher levels than the actual wisdom. You can attain understanding that even Moshe could not attain. And what is that understanding that Moshe Rabbeinu could not attain that Moshe Rabbeinu could not that Moshe Rabbeinu could understand why bad things happen to the tzaddik, to the righteous person, why good things happen to the wicked person. Why the wicked prosper and the tzaddik suffers. Because this is actually a perversion of judgment that um, it seems off. It it doesn't seem fair. Because it seems, as if, why the tzaddik is having all these bad things, and why the wicked is prospering, it seems like a perverted judgment, God forbid. That even Moshe in his lifetime could not attain this understanding. Look what he's saying. Because when the mind is in its perfect state, when you have your consciousness, and when your mind is on your shoulders... And it's not taken away from you, which is the aspect of that Moshe Rabbeinu was alive. Because what do we say that sleep is? Is when Moshe Rabbeinu passes away. That's the analogy. So when Moshe Rabbeinu is alive, we're bringing this parable that Moshe Rabbeinu's lifetime. Um, <laughs> because we're saying that the passing away of the intellect, when the intellect leaves in the aspect of sleep, this is the passing away of Moshe. I mean, Rabbeinu is saying when the intellect is maintained, when the intellect is still there at the time when your mind, your mentalities are being, are, are there, they're present, they're being fulfilled and they are not, they, they haven't left a person's mind. This is the asset of Moshe Rabenu in his lifetime. Because Moshe is Dat, which means Dat is still alive, it's still there. But Rabban was telling us that when the dat is still there, when you're not in the aspect of sleep, you cannot attain this perception. Meaning to attain that, um, to attain the understanding why the tzaddik has bad things happen to him and the rasha has good things um, happen to him, because while your mind is still there, you cannot understand this. Only in the aspect of sleep, when you throw away your wisdoms, Rabban was telling us. That yes, it's possible Moshe Rabbeinu attained this, but only because he threw away his intellect to attain that understanding. We're going to see how. We're going to see how, what this has to do. And how um, we attain this inyan. Rabbeinu is going to tell us. But when a person's love is so strong for God, that he throws himself and rolls around in all sorts of mud and mire to serve Hashem, and he does some sorts of service that seem like a slave in a sense to serve Hashem. Then you're able to attain that which Moshe is lifetime, which represents the idea of when your mind is in its um, proper state. You're able to attain that which the mind can't even attain when it's in its proper state. The perception of why the bad things happen to the tzaddik and good things happen to the wicked. Because we see that there's the aspect of a son also. We just talked about the aspect of a servant. The servant is a person who is able to throw himself in bar and mire, etc. The son is a person who He searches in the treasure house of the king, just like a son does. The son has the guts to go in the king's treasure house and to search. But a servant will never do that. Look in the Zohar Kadosh, Parshat Behar, Kufud Aleph Amud Bet. There's also the aspect of the servant. And the aspect of a servant is whenever you um, is that which the servant does only what he's told, and it's forbidden for him to ask any reason or to investigate about his service. Because he's obligated to do what he needs to do. Meaning the service that he has been given to do, but there's a son, the son, the aspect of the son, that he loves his son, his father so much, that because of the love, he even does acts of evid, of servitude. He lowers his state of of um, of honor from a son to literally a servant, because he loves his father so much. That he is um, that he's willing to do. The simple act of what a servant does, what, what a servant needs to do. And what does he do? He jumps in the middle of a great siege mount, during, in battle, literally. Into the thick of battle. That the son is willing to lower his state of, of uh, honor from son into servant. To literally jump into the thick of battle and to jump and to roll in all sorts of mud and filth in order to bring simcha to Hashem, in order to bring pleasant spirit to God. That even a simple servant would not do such things. And then, when the father sees that the son's love is so strong, that he throws himself into complete servitude even below the aspect of a servant that he throws himself into complete servitude to serve because of his love for uh, for his father then the father reveals to the son that which is not even handed over to the son he gives him an understanding that of that which is even greater than the aspect of a son because even the son which searches in the treasure house of the king Yes, it's true that even the son who searches in the treasure house of the king Nonetheless, even though he searches these high places there are places which even the sun is forbidden to enter meaning that there's perception that the Son can't attain. But when the the Son throws away all His wisdoms and He jumps into this aspect of servitude, as we saw above, through this, His Father has compassion upon Him and He reveals to Him that which is not even handed over and transferred to the Son. Meaning He gives Him the perception and understanding of why the righteous suffer and why the wicked prosper. Shegam Moshe that Moshe in his lifetime did not even attain this. And by the way, for a person to know this, to understand this, there's a, there's a story that when Rabenu was telling this Torah, around the time when Rabenu was telling this Torah, Rabenu was doing Tashlich on Rosh Hashanah with all students and as he was going down, um, as he was going down to the river. To do Tashriq, Um He was dressed all in white. And all students were dressed. Uh, with the Rebbe. And they go down to do tashlich, And as Rabenu was. Um, ready to do Tashriq. He had slipped in the mud. By the lake. And his students ran to go grab. Uh, ran to go lift him up from the mud. Rabenu told all students leave me here. And this story is. Is has to do exactly with what we're talking about. Why Rabenu said after the incident, why he felt as if he needed to roll around in mud and mire, that Rabenu was at the level where he had attained this aspect of Ben, but he he lowered himself to the aspect of Avdud Gamur, complete servitude, to roll around in mud and mire and this literally manifested itself and why why Rabenu speaks about in this analogy has to do with that story. Go look in Chayyam Oran over there, you'll see in Paparot El he brings this down, I believe if I'm not mistaken, But we really understand what Rabenu is talking about. Um, Why I recommend so much to read the biography of Rabenu Hayyem Oran To really understand each lesson and what's really happening. Because there's so much an emotional aspect behind each lesson that we cannot even um, transfer over. And it can only be felt each and every person individually. But you can see the depth behind uh, this lesson that Rabenu had attained this years before he had passed away. Imagine. He had attained levels that even Moshe Rabbeinu could not understand years before he passed away just to show you the level which he attained. It's brought down in Malachi All of the what we mentioned above this is what is brought down in Malachi chapter 3 I will have mercy on them God says The way a man has mercy on his son who serves him and you can see evidently from the verse how Rabbeinu is going to take this verse apart. Meaning a son who specifically serves him. Meaning a son who throws himself into servitude. That he throws away all his wisdom and he does the acts of a servant. Because if a son had the wisdom, he would never ever be able to lower himself into the aspect of servant. He would always be in the aspect of son. But by by throwing away your wisdom... You allow yourself now to have the strength to lower yourself into the aspect of servitude and then able <laughs> you're able to attain a perception that you can only attain from that place that not even the sun can attain. So imagine what Rabbeinu is telling you, that sleep is also good, that sleep in itself is good whenever you rectify the mochin because when you have wisdom and you decide to throw it away, you take the wisdom, you have the mochin that's feeling, but you throw it away to serve Hashem in simplicity. Like Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu said many, many times and, you can see this many many times. Rabenu said, "Bigger than my chidushim are the times whenever I know nothing." That there were literal times when Rabenu, even a few months before he passed away, Rabenu again said this um, for the for uh, again. Rabenu again said this idea that he had he had known nothing. That literally he had thrown himself to the aspect of nothingness. So we we can't even understand what this really means but the more you study the more you realize how much you need to throw it away is telling you because to attain those perceptions you cannot attain it while your mind is still at play while Moshe is still in his lifetime so to speak so when this Person who has this wisdom throws it away and does the acts of a servant. It is brought down in the verse that his son who serves him, meaning the son who who does the acts of a servant, through this God says, I will have compassion upon him. Because when God sees this, He has so much compassion upon His son, because He sees how strong His love is. And the son is able to attain that perception, as we saw above, of the wicked prospering and the tzaddik suffering. And this is why it says over there, in the verse, And then you will return, you will return, and you will see the difference between the tzaddik and the rasha. Meaning now you'll be able to attain the perception of what we talked about above, that Sadiq tzaddik uh, has bad things happen to him and the Rashad has good things happen to him. And this is the rectification of Mishpat. Rabban was telling you, how do you rectify Mishpat? So Rabban was telling you that the, once you attain this understanding of why good things happen to the bad uh, bad people and why bad things happen to good people, which seems on this surface level like Ibut Mishpat, like crooked judgment, when you attain that understanding, that's how you rectify the judgment, the Mishpat, the justice. Because it seems, according to everyone, especially even someone with wisdom, that that is perverted, that concept. But the second you throw away your wisdom, you're able to attain that understanding, which actually allows you to retain, rectify the Mishpat. So we see that the Rebbe, the true Rebbe, with the talmidim together, they are able to do and to accomplish all the aspects that we mentioned above. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, that's it for today. Take this lesson, study it, read it again and again and again because what well, Rabban is telling us here is about that, that no that no Tzaddik in history has told us something like this. Maybe we have the merit to apply it, Israel and to attain those perceptions um, and to accomplish that tikkun mishpat